0: Previously on In My Mind. Everybody knows Chris. You know, I want us to understand that too. Our legacy is directly tied to our approach and our impact on life. Our legacy is directly tied to how people receive us in this life. But one thing that cannot be denied. You are in total control. Of your approach. Your approach to this thing called life will directly correlate, if not narrate, your reception, your effect, or in, and your impact, but most importantly your legacy is how you will be remembered. Message. Brother, that podcast was amazing. I'm so glad you dropped it. What a great introspective look into what Kobe meant to you and to all of us and the impact that he made and the way that only you can say it. Love the podcast. Hope to hear more of you in 2020. All right, brother, love you. This is Whitney from com. It's your boy C. Will Holler, aka the Pop father, aka the professional conversationalist, aka the hardest working man in podcasting. And you are now listening to In My Mind Everybody Knows Chris. Enjoy. Why are all of
1: these voices in my mind? I have to rest. I have to remember. to have to, have to rest. Turn on the oven. It's old been too long. can warm up the apartment. I hope these voices stop, stop. sometimes. Stop it. Mm -hmm. I need to take my life. Why won't they stop? Stop
0: it. Why won't they stop? stop? I got to
1: talk. I got to tell what I feel.
0: I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. The Podfather, a.k.a. The Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. The Hardest Working Man in Podcasting. And I'm so happy that you tuned in. I'm so happy you decided to press play on another episode, the 60th episode of In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. Can you believe that? 60 episodes. 60 podcasts. (laughs) Wow. I mean... It's been a long time coming, and I apologize for the lapse in the delivery of these podcasts because I know I've been sitting on episode 59 for the longest time, but honestly, with everything that's going on, and we already know you know what's going on in the current world, in the marketplace, probably in your personal lives, in your professional lives, I don't want to say I haven't had the time because now we're at a time where we, all we have is time, right? Um, my... Good friend Bridget the Go Coach Simmons said, and I quote In the beginning of the year, we were time poor. Now we are time rich. And I just want you all to focus on the simple fact of now that you have more time, what are you doing with that time? Because time is the most precious resource that we all have in this thing that we call life. And I want you to use this time, I want you to take this time and use this time wisely. I want you to do what you should be doing already. If not, get to it and bet on yourself. So tune into this new episode of In My Mind Everybody Knows Chris with my special guest, Mr. Julian, the Guru Ricard. And he's going to help us figure some things out. And during this time, you know, a lot of us may have a lot of uncertainty with what's going on with our jobs, what's going on with our money. And I believe Julian is going to give us some insight on... How to take a step back, how to gather your thoughts, put your mind at ease, and actually put a plan in place so you can mitigate yourself from dealing with, you know, any financial struggles that we may come encounter uh, to, may that we may come to encounter uh, during COVID nineteen. I think the only thing that we can control is ourselves. We can control our thoughts, we can control our actions, and if you can do that, then you're in total control. So please take this time, do what you do best, press play, tune in to the 60th episode of the second season, and this will be the last episode of season two of In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. Enjoy. Good evening, good people. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. the Father, a.k.a. the professional conversationalist, a.k.a. the hardest working man in podcasting. And welcome back to another episode of In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. We're going to call this Covert COVID 2020. I got a special guest in the house, and Lord knows it's been a long time since I had a guest in the house on In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. And I wanted to do something special for episode 60 everybody out there can you believe it i can't believe it it's episode 60 and it's been a long time coming but we knew a change was going to come my special guest is none other than mr amazing 1818 mr guru julian ricard himself guru what's going on big brother
1: oh hey dude what an amazing introduction man thank you appreciate that
0: (laughs) i know man i know uh can you can you hear some uh high high vibrations in in the uh in, in the introduction
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's amazing, man. I can't even believe, man. 60th podcast, man. That's so amazing, dude.
0: No, you want to know what's amazing? What's up? I had no idea what I was going to do for my 60th episode. I was holding on to it um because I just didn't know what I wanted to do and and I've been doing this for Almost two years. Uh thank you for being a part of the journey, man. Um you're these you're the second person to come back.
1: Oh man, yeah. Well oh, I man. should say That's you're the all...
0: first person to make a second appearance on the podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean well the timing, man, what we got going on now just socially and in the world is crazy. So yes, it's gonna be uh, this should be a good one.
0: Absolutely. And for those who don't know, Julian and I go back I would say uh, I know we what met in oh five oh six. Yep, 05. So at least fifteen years, and a yep. long time, bro.
1: <laughs> it don't even it don't seem like it though. No, nah, no,
0: nah, nah, that's why I had to I had to sit back <laughs> on that one for I had, to chew, I had to chew on that one for a second, man. Yeah, um, because every time I see you, you haven't aged a bit. I mean, definitely you put on some muscle. Um, you definitely got much wiser. Not that you were, you know you were you were silly or dumb or anything when i met you (laughs) you were a pretty impressive young man at the time but over the years and this is why i like the term iron sharpening iron over the years um as much of the adulation and accolades and praise that i get from my friends and i'm always humbled by the fact that people take time out to just acknowledge me and let me know how i sharpen them but you know as we say iron sharpen iron and the rise and tide lifts all boats man i can tell you in so many words the many different ways that i've been sharpened because of the relationship that we have and every time we get on the phone um it, it, it's it's crazy because it's it's never a wasted moment
1: right i agree a thousand percent
0: it's never a wasted moment it's never a wasted word um, it's never a wasted transaction. So obviously, you know, going through what the country, the world is going through right now, you know, they, there's a saying, right? They always check on your strong friends and you're definitely one of my strong friends. So Likewise. I, I didn't want to overlook the fact that I'm like, okay, yo, he's over there on the left coast. Um, I know you're not out there by yourself, but still, you're like a little brother to me. So I said, let me call him, hit him up, make sure he's doing good. Not that I was worried, because I always feel that all of you all are always doing well. Um, and even whatever, regardless of the situation, I always feel positively about what you guys got going on in your life. But the way that matriculated into us jumping on this podcast is I was so excited the first time you jumped on the podcast with me, man. And I had such a good reception when i dropped that episode everybody was super excited about the episode i was super excited about the episode because i could tell it was going to be a good one and then when i finished it uh scrubbed it you know for errors added some background music you know go ahead and lab and remix that thing like i'm diddy and (laughs) and came back i was like yo like it was fire man it was absolute fire so i can only imagine um for all the listeners out there, they're gonna be blown away about you know what we're gonna talk about today. But no man, um having you on that episode, having having you in the cast, in the casting booth for that episode, um I felt great, man. It was like a uh you know, one-on-one with the guru himself, one-on-one with the great one, man. I absolutely loved it, and to have you be a part of episode 60. I'm, I'm actually just getting chills thinking about it right now because i was struggling trying to figure out what i was going to do so to things <laughs> because i'm in uh i do 30 30 episodes per season and i've been stalling producing this episode because i just had no idea what to do and it's so to your point there's so much going on but one of the things if not the key thing that i think we're going to talk about tonight i couldn't think of a better person to have on than yourself because i there's an image And I probably should have sent this image to you before we jumped on the cast, but there's an image out there that I came across that had, um, you remember Jaws in in the movie cover of, of Jaws with the person swimming, uh, but their legs were beneath the surface and you had the shark coming up from the bottom. Absolutely. I seen this image on Instagram a couple days ago and it had the person swimming on the water. I, obviously the person represents humanity. And then it had a small shark coming up under him and it, the shark was named COVID-19 and then it had a bigger shark up under him called the economic crisis. And then it had a much larger shark up under him called the uh, uh, the econo- uh, not economic collapse, but uh, global warming or climate change. Mm-hmm. And I think that we go through this life, and I, at at some point, you almost have to go through life with blinders on, right? Because there's so much going on, there's so much to worry about, there's so much that you gotta keep top of mind. I, you know, I, I, everybody knows I speak in quip, quote, meme, and rhyme, and you know, one of the memes that I, I chuckle at every time I see it was the one with the crazy looking person that says how I look when I'm trying to take all my vitamins, get eight hours of sleep, drink <laughs> drink two liters of water, pay all my bills, yep. stay positive, read books, you know, work on my craft. But um, mm-hmm. I want to plug another project that I'm getting ready to work on with another king, another brother of ours, Rob, man. I came across an idea the day that I had to reach out to him and I said, hey man, how about we do another podcast and we just gonna call it Arts and Crafts. But, but, you know, obviously him being an artist and me being a podcaster, I, I love the idea of arts and crafts because we have to find a way to get our mind off of imminent doom, right? We got to figure something out because right. sitting there focusing on the problem, you can't. And I remember li- li- listening to a podcast and, and hearing this where they said, you can't find the solution to a problem in the environment that created the problem
1: right it's true
0: so I want to talk about some of the potential solutions that we can offer the people the listeners out there to the pending problems that we're going to have very soon uh, with some of the economic issues that that are on the way if not already here because of coronavirus
1: right well, you know, I think the most important thing is to kind of set a, a foundation and a base, right? Sure. Um, but but, but before know.
0: we get in that, I want you to be able to plug yourself for a second. I get so, so worried sometimes. I did give you an opportunity to get in, get on here and really, really properly introduce yourself.
1: Sure, sure. So my name is Julian Rigger. I'm the owner of a GC Business Funding. We're a brokerage for small business loans um, and small businesses across the nation. Um, our loans, we range anywhere from about on 10000 all the way up to about 350000 if we fund anywhere from same or next day. Um, and then also too, uh, our loans are just based, uh, the approvals are solely based on the strength of the business, not necessarily um, all the general personal aspects of a, a regular approval at your standard bank. Um, so we just have a list of lenders that we work with directly, kind mm-hmm. of facilitate things for small businesses and medium-sized businesses as well. So. Um, that's what we've been doing for a couple of years now. Um, of course, that's more needed now than any time ever. Yeah. Um, just based on what we're dealing with, and, and um, some of these uh, these packages that the Fed is kind of bundling up to help small businesses. So, um, not everybody is going to get approved with even some of the funding options that the Fed is kind of putting together. Yeah. So we're kind of in that little bit of a sweet spot to kind of help those people that don't get approved for those SBA uh, relief programs. So. that's generally what we do.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks for that recap. Thanks for, uh, so that's another thing that I want to talk about because, um, for those that know I work in marketing and one of my clients is, is I have a banking client and one of their biggest competitors is Wells Fargo. And I just read something, uh, today I came across this article about Wells Fargo is not going to participate in the stimulus package. They're not going to you know, take the money from the Fed to back, um, and and you and I talked a little about about this, one of the stipulations of taking the package is that they have to guarantee that they're not going to lay their employees off. So that was kind of interesting to read a little bit about why Wells Fargo was not going to participate in the stimulus package that the Fed is offering banks to be able to fund small to medium businesses but um, before we get into that let me ask you that man like what, how, how, how is business going on for you during this time
1: uh, well it's definitely you know it's a challenge for everybody right now even with a lot of lenders that we work with sure because just like you said you know if Wells Fargo if it took them up until today when the Fed passed that stimulus package I don't even want to call it stimulus that relief package um, when they approved that about two weeks ago it took Wells Fargo up to today to say they're not going to get involved, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of decisions and a lot of um, underlining that uh, needs to be figured out before you know um, those those kind of those hundred billion dollar bailout programs um, can be uh, guaranteed. Yeah. So you know what I mean? A lot of banks, a lot of lenders, they've been um, approving loans. Um, they've had underwrite a certain type of underwriting guideline for almost 10 years now, you know, from the last recession that um, through those underwriting, underwriting guidelines, they knew what businesses were successful. They knew how to lend, who to lend to, how much to lend. You got a ton of data, right, um, that you can kind of reference to let you know, uh, you know, what's successful in lending. Right. So um, now uh, with everything that we have on our plate and in uh, the economy pretty much tanking, um, you can't come to the banks now. The Fed can't come to all the, your local banks like your Wells Fargo's, your your Chase's, your Bank of America's and say, hey, here's, here's some money. I need you to I need you to, to change all of your guidelines and put put this money in business owners hands this week. right (laughs) that's not natural right and so uh, and it sounds like
0: it sounds like a setup to be honest
1: and it it really is because just how this whole thing is playing out right it's all debt yeah and that's why we're in the situation that we're in now because america is built on debt so but the problem is is that the more money that you print it's just the more debt is being created out of nothing correct and i don't so and i don't even it, think a
0: lot of people understand that they they think that first and foremost it's it's, it's funny to me when they say um they're giving us two million dollars it's like no they're not giving us two million i mean two trillion dollars excuse me um it's it's to your absolutely. point it's it's the money is being pumped into the economy meaning if you already have money them pumping more money into the economy actually devalues the money that you already have. I don't think a lot of people understand inflation,
1: right? And and to your point, so that's just one of the that's just one of the side effects from printing more money, right? Mm-hmm. But the other side effect is that that money is debt. True, right? so It's a promise. a promissory note, money. right? Exactly. So now you're you're creating more debt on top of the current debt that we have that we're sitting on. That is the the huge problem in America, right? right? There's corporate bond debt, right? From companies taking out loans, like your Fortune 500 companies, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Take out like Subway's and your Best Buy's and your Ford. They all have corporate debt, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have um, consumer debt, right? So all consumers, me and you, our family members, our friends who have credit card debt, auto loan debt, student loan debt, yep. mortgages, yep. right? Yep. Um, right, so that's that's just two factors of debt. Uh, and then the banks have debt, right? So the banks have debt to the Fed, right? And then you have Treasury debt, you have this this bond debt. Um, there's there's so many uh, financial instruments that were created um, just to pretty much pass the buck, to use to spend money and use money that you physically do not have, right? Right. right. It's Just like the bank and 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 how um, the banks are all set up, not only here in America but worldwide. Oh, uh they do what's called fractional reserve lending where for every individual that puts a hundred dollars in the bank of physical cash the bank can now lend out to a second individual ninety dollars of that one hundred dollars from the computer system right so they necessarily don't have the physical money on hand they're just through fractional reserve lending they're able to create money in the in the computer system uh and lend it out um and they physically don't have it. So really, that that's a huge problem, right? Because what happens is, is when everybody does a run on the bank and they say, hey, you know, I need cash. During I'm times cash of vol-
0: volatility, right? Like when people During start to panic, that's one of the things exactly that actually such a one. triggers a run on the, the bank.
1: The, exactly, the fractional reserve system, it shows its, it's weakness now, right? Mm-hmm. Because then the bank said, hey, don't do a run on the bank, everybody. Slow down, relax. Um, and they do that and they close the bank or they put limits on ATM uh, withdrawal amounts and so forth because they physically don't have the cash liquid.
0: Now, isn't that funny? So- isn't that kind of funny how the banks and these financial institutions, it seems like they chastise the everyday consumer for being over leveraged. But being over leveraged seems like a, a, just a practice of the financial financial institutions.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what that's what it is in, it, in its entirety. You know, it's it's interesting because when the government wants to bail out a company, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When a company, like we said, has corporate debt, and let's say, for instance, uh, we'll just take... Uh, you don't even have to say a company, have... though.
0: You can say like an industry, like the auto industry. Right, exactly. Or you, the housing you industry. You could say
1: exactly. Exactly. So when let's just take a company just for shits and giggles, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a company... That needs money. Mm-hmm. Like we said, let's say Ford. Ford is a perfect example. Ford's a great company, but now during these times, they're getting hit hard. They're going through major layoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Their, their balance sheets are increasing, right? Mm-hmm. So the government says, hey, we need to bail out Ford because Ford has so many employees, right? Uh, Justin in, in um, whatever city that they're in, um, they're employing so many people, which result in mortgages, which result in just um, money for the economy, right? The government doesn't want to let Ford fail because if Ford fails, that's such a huge blow to that, to that, to that uh, state, that city, to that township, the surrounding townships. So what they'll do is, when the government wants to bail out a company, who do they go to? From who do they go to? From they go to the Fed. Mm-hmm and they'll ask the fed for 50 billion dollars let's say right and the fed says okay you want the money we'll print the money we'll print and give you the 50 billion dollars so you could bail out Ford, right and then what happens they loan the money to the government to give the government that 50 billion Mm dollars and then the government gives that to ford right (laughs) and after the government gives that money to the company they have to give that money back to the Fed, right? Right. How does how does the government give that money back to the Fed? Where do you think that money comes from?
0: It comes from the that, Fed, right?
1: <laughs> no. So that money that the government has to pay back to the Fed oh it comes from that us. They borrow for Ford exactly. That money comes from us the, in, in tax
0: taxpayers, right? And in
1: interest. So not only do they have to give the fifty billion dollars back to Ford. But they have to give it, I mean, excuse me, not only do they have to give it back, um, the 50 billion back um, to the Fed, you have to give it back to the Fed with interest. And all of that money comes from taxpayer money. Right. Mm. So look at all the holes there just in one company. Right. So the taxpayers are getting hit hand over fist just for bailing out one company and we're just talking about 50 billion dollars right we're not talking about the 6 trillion dollars or the 10 trillion or the they say right now potentially upwards of 15 to 20 trillion dollars that may need to be printed just to keep things afloat Mm. and the reason why that's the case is because during the last recession that we had they printed so much money again right Mm mm-hmm they created a, this huge debt bubble. And every bubble needs to get popped at a certain time. It's just nature's course. Truth. Right? That bubble that bubble can't float forever. I mean, it
0: happened with the it's, dot-com bubble and it happened with the housing market. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. And this time, that bubble, this, this bubble is huger because we've had a bull market for 10 years right mm-hmm. so now for you got a 10-year run well we'll, well explain oh, the okay.
0: differences of the markets because i know there's a bull market and there's a bear market and and a, a layman like myself really the, and you could give it could be a very generic definition of both but explain to the listeners what, what what's a bull market and what's a bear market
1: sure so um when a when you have a bull market that just means that the, the stock market you can ch- or any market really could mm-hmm. be the uh it could be the currency market. It could be, um, it could be the oil market. It could be uh, gold and silver. It could be commodities market. Uh, whenever there's a bull market, that just simply means that the market is going up. Mm-hmm. There's a trend of the market going up, and it has no and it's not coming down, right? But when you have a bull market, that means it goes in um, or bear market rather, it means it goes in the opposite direction. It's going down. Got it. So usually, um, ever since the early 1900s the stock market and pretty much all markets is there's a run for about anywhere from seven to ten years of it going up and usually that's just when gdp is is good gross domestic product um is what that means um that's when consumers are spending money um, the economy is good loans are being given out for mm-hmm. uh, auto loans people are able to buy homes um the middle class you can say is doing well right And usually you kind of see that trend and that trend uh, has an uptick for about seven years. Now, what will happen is because, again, that's more of a a debt model because you constantly got to take out debt. When you constantly got to take out debt, that means the banks are lending more, Mm -hmm. right? They're lending more money, which in turn means that people are spending more money, which in turn looks like the stock market is going up. Does that make sense? It does. All right. And I so I saw, that's generally, and, what,
0: and I saw that the stock market was slightly up a little bit today.
1: Yeah, and that's generally um, what you see today, and probably what you'll see in the next couple of weeks. Here is just manipulation in the market by the Fed. Mm, okay. So this is the, and, and I'll kind of let you know the deal on that. Um, just look at it like this: when you see unemployment numbers at an all-time high, uh, when you see companies uh, closing down and shutting down. Um, You know, when you see people can't pay their rent, um, they can't can't pay their car loans, um, but the market is going up. uh, That's really not a true indicator of where we are as a society, financially and economically. So uh, because that just doesn't make sense. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, you know, even with that, what you're seeing now, this is the Fed um, kind of manipulating the market to kind of keep the market afloat. Because about two weeks ago, we had the market come down 20 to 30%. Yeah. Right. It went below 20,000. That happened in about two weeks. Before in the last recession that we had in 2008, it took the Fed 18 months uh, for them to kick in and figure out uh, a bailout relief package. It took them 18 months in the last recession that we had in 2008 to print out bailout money. You know how long it took the Fed to step in this time for bailout money? It took them 18 days. <laughs> so, so that is a significant difference in letting you know the severity of where we are right now in the economy when it comes to debt, when it comes to markets, when it comes to um, just where we are and and where the markets were going. So that was a 18-day emergency effort that the Fed made in order to step in and slow down the market uh, from continuing to go la- uh, down below, um, you know, 19,000 points. So, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to unpack, but everything is connected.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't think that most people take into consideration the connected tissue that this cyclical world has right like between reality spirituality um the metaphysical world and things of that nature i know you you're the one who taught me the phrase that um uh, of course money is energy why do you think they call it currency which i absolutely love that statement um but let me ask you this so and you and i were talking a little bit about this over the weekend I, i have a sneaky suspicion that we haven't fully recovered from the last recession. Uh,
1: yeah, and again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in regards to, you know, um, the last uh, bailout, right? Right. So remember how we had the past bailout. You may re- even remember certain terms like Occupy Wall Street. Correct. Right? When you had uh, <laughs> people banging on these bankers' doors and, and, uh, and, you know, there was hysteria there and um, you saw the wealth gap just increase right, during the whole Occupy uh, movement. Um, Then you had the foreclosure uh, situation that was happening around the, uh, not only in America, but around the world. Correct. Right. And uh, you had these major corporations that were uh, cash low, uh, that had loans and no cash reserves that were getting bailed out. Um, So um, that whole bail, all those bailout packages, um you know when the fed came in and stepped in then uh, what they did was they just infused and printed uh, more money uh, to be put into the market but the problem was never solved because printing more money um to fix something really is just putting a band-aid on it because you're not really fixing the underlying issues what are
0: right? what are the underlying issues that's a good point
1: you know sure sure so the underlining issues i mean there's a multitude of things mm-hmm. but the, the underlining issues is debt and that's what it all boils back down to it, so that's it, that's it, funny it that you say leverage. that that's funny that you say that because <laughs> it's over leveraging right we were
0: talking about that the other day on two kings in the pot and that was a great episode and he he said that he said it's, it's crazy that we that i the the i legitimately he said the same thing he said we keep putting band-aids over shotgun wounds <clears throat> because we're not That's fixing true. we're not fixing the core problem of what all this stuff is about. Even when you're talking about homelessness, mental health, uh, credit debt, student loan debt, he said the core issue is poverty. And and, and right. to me that's the rising tide, right? Because even even the Bible says this, right? Like the feast is made for laughter, wine maketh life merry, but money is the answer to all things. And I know for a lot of people that might be an off putting statement, Because right? they they equate, you know, being religious, being spiritual, uh, they equate that with being poor and being broke and not having no money and being destitute and and super charitable and i'm and i'm and i've been and i've been broke before and i'm like i don't know how you're gonna be charitable when you're broke (laughs) i mean you ain't got nothing to give
1: well 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 to to your point right to your point um a lot of it has to do with uh all that has to do with economics right debt credit right yeah usually people who you who, who some people refer to people as being in poverty, they they would have low credit, right? Right. When, when people generalize them for having low credit and not being able to manage their money
0: properly. Right.
1: Right? And so you have to equate that to what's really going on with these major corporations and these major banks. Because now you have these huge companies who had a triple A, a AAA rating uh, credit rate with banks. Right. Mm-hmm. But now, because their business isn't doing so well, like the Fords and the, the, the many other companies, right? The Fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now their credit ratings dropped. So they're poverty companies too. Right. They're, they're in poverty too. But the problem is, is that when you have a Ford, who, loses, who drops, let's say their credit rating goes from a A rating with the bank mm-hmm. down to a B minus rating or a C minus rating, they can't get money. Why can't they get money now when they need money at this time? Because they have a low credit score. Right. So now all, all their investment money, all any bonds that they may have that's tied to their company, Right? Any pensions they might have that's tied to the company. Mm-hmm. The stocks that they have that's tied to the company. Everybody wants to get rid of it.
0: It's because it's worthless.
1: Are, because it's worthless and they can't get money. Right, Because they're labeled as bad credit now. Which is in turn high risk.
0: <laughs> but, but it seem, but it seems so, like the whole system is high risk though I, I mean, and, I, I mean
1: it, and, and exactly and that's why um you, you can only do you can only print so much money for so long before the roosters come to hand that's it yeah. and so that's what we're dealing with now so everything like you said in regards to 2008 uh, now it's double or triple that
0: and I don't even see how the regular everyday American person uh American citizen, can even honestly, truly look at themselves in the mirror and and, and call themselves a Republican. I was thinking about this. Um, I had a moment to get outside today and soak up some sun and walk around. And it literally hit me. It's like every time, every single time, at least in my lifetime. Um, in my lifetime, we had Reagan, and I'm talking about Republican presidents in my lifetime. Reagan, Bush one, Bush two, and now we have Trump. Every single time that there's been a Republican in the office, we've had a recession and damn near a depression. And it looks like we're flirting with that right now.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's deeper than that. Oh, OK, right? um, you know, it's deeper than that, because um, when you have a country that owes trillions of dollars um, to other countries where America's a debtor nation.
0: Right. but we actually had so, a balanced budget under clinton we
1: we did but even even though we did that was short lived
0: it it really was right? and i, I mean and he did he did you know kind of help usher in nafta which really kind of took took our legs from under us in terms of research and development and industry
1: right absolutely so you got to you got to think for all the presidents that came before him right
0: I'm listening. Message. But you were about to talk about sure. the president.
1: Sure. So really what it is, is you
0: have, um,
1: you know, America, we usually in, in finance, they always say when America sneezes, everyone catches a cold, right? Truth. So, um, You know, and, and usually uh, everyone's goal, a lot of these nations is to be number one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whether that's trying to combat with China to be number one, Russia, um, Europe, you know, everybody wants to be number one. So usually, um, and most instances, especially when it comes to uh, these countries is, um, they're pulling out all the stops. Um, you know they, everyone's in the, they're all on the same race, um, but some may cheap get there um <laughs> you know in layman's terms. Um, so I think what we have right now uh, going on is um you know I think it's going to be more of a challenge for America to kind of bounce back after this one um because like I said, there's, there's only but so much money you can continue to print. Where after a while you lose credibility. I um, mean, I think right now, um, even with the Fed printing the the two trillion that they printed two weeks ago, sure they printed two million, they put it into the market, but the stock market still dropped almost three thousand points the next day. Yeah. Um, well, we we don't you know produce I mean?
0: anything. We 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 don't produce. I, I mean, people forget. Obviously, the country was built, and you said it's a debtor country, right? We we're obviously the first. Export country produced was built off of the back of slaves, right? That's Cotton, tobacco—that was free, free labor. labor. So, so you had free labor propping up this country for what, almost 200 years. That's correct. Um, and when you had that going on, so literally you're getting the something for nothing. But we, you and I both know, universal law dictates that that's impossible. Exactly. That's impossible.
1: And, it, and that even goes to that even goes to your point, right? With everything that's going on economically, the country, and just mm-hmm. worldwide, um, but solely here, right? Because we're here. Um, it's not natural. True. So you know what the Fed is doing right now in regards to printing of the money. Um, you know all the debt between corporate debt, you know bonds, um, you know liquidity um, regulations, just. Inflation, um, you know, the mortgage industry, uh, credit card debt, student loan debt, none of this is natural. Correct. That's why. A hard time um, evolving.
0: Repeat yourself Um, a little bit. Like I said,
1: after a while, because this is unnatural. Um, that, that's why uh right. just the country as a whole is having such a hard time managing um because of these unnatural financial instruments um uh, and after a while you know they can only hold but for so long um because it is unnatural um and the most interesting thing is that all of these financial instruments are all connected right so it, the mortgage industry of course yeah, is connected of course. Um, is connected to the banking industry right? and then the, then the student loan industry is connected to the banking industry and then this, and then the, your credit cards uh, are all connected to the banking industry right and your auto loans are all connected to the banking industry right and then um, and so now you have and then with the banking industry all that's connected to the market in every market right but then now you also have world markets that are also affected by by everything because everything is connected so just like we're feeling kind of the pain here uh a no bit, not haven't yet. really felt the yeah. like core pain of it yet we're just at the beginning but you have to you have, i think one of the most important things that everyone does is uh you know of course the news is only going to give you but so much information to kind of keep you uh, to try and keep you sane um so that you kind of don't don't peel back that uh <laughs> you don't peel back that root um, but what happens is is you the most important thing is you need to look at what other countries are experiencing at the same time um, so australia mm-hmm. right now uh, they're going through it right um, Italy well it, italy's has it. been going uh, through Japan it for the past 15 it. years um, man
0: like uh they had austerity and for folks who don't exactly. don't, don't exactly. know what that means um, if you grew up poor you'd know everything about austerity <laughs> <laughs> that austerity that's really all that really means is like you're on absolutely. a really 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 super strict budget because i.e you ain't got it and, and you and you can't spend what you don't have so
1: absolutely so exactly and so with you know even with countries like i said some of the ones mentioned china uh, australia uh, japan um the mortgage uh in regards to mortgages um people their their mortgages are so underwater Mm -hmm. for some of the the household uh, owners there Uh, foreclosure rates are sky high now and they've been sky high for the past year and a half right um when you look at their markets their markets are down 20 30 40 percent right and so their markets are also tied to our markets so it's not a uh it's the fed can't print enough money to keep the yeah. world markets afloat because now you're looking at you're looking at numbers that aren't even you know equatable you're looking at numbers that are in the $100 trillion, $50 trillion numbers. <laughs> and what that is, is that's just more debt because it's, it's not backed by anything, right? So, you know, printing more money is not the solution. Um, to be honest, I really think they just need to uh, let, the, let the economy, let all economies uh, figure it out from the ground up. Like you said, whether that's uh, just creating jobs here, Uh, manufacturing here distribution here um this way the economy can grow uh, more from a natural perspective than just um giving companies um free money well one of the uh, the, one of the things that i i saw as a potential
0: solution um was was again a universal theory of the rising tide and I talked to you about that. I said, I don't see why they just won't simply reset the market and not reset the market at zero. Obviously you can't reset the market at zero, but putting money and I'm talking about real money, real access, right? Cause that's all money is. Money is a, is a ticket, it's an access, it's a key. Um, it's nothing more, nothing less. Right. Like you, you can have good health and not have money, but I find it very hard for you to have money and 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 not good health. Even if you are a wretch, right? Even if you are a bastard, you you're going to be in a position to take care of yourself. And I think what happens is, and two to me, two to three fundamental things that we've always gotten very wrong in this country. We've always never really taught financial literacy. Right, because you can't you, you can't put the money in the hand of the people and no education that's in the right. mind of the people because the people have to know correct people have to know what to do with the money the with once they get it right uh, obviously they can't go do what they what, what we've been doing I can't say that I'm a part of the people too um, that's one thing right so financial literacy but also health and wellness and, I, and, I, and like if you look across the ocean and look at some of our eastern brothers and sisters, on the way they they approach life with a more with a more holistic nature right like it all kind of goes hand in hand they're more family oriented they're more financially sound and savvy in terms of practicing conservative behavior with money and they actually have a more considerate and conservative uh, mindset when it comes to health in terms of not drinking too much not partying too much very natural homeopathic ways of living with uh, food, not overindulging in food, not overindulging in drink, uh, definitely, and not, and not to say that these countries, Eastern countries, don't have issues with drinking and drugs and alcohol and you know all these other things, but I think the, to me here in this country, a lot of our pit problems are man-made. A lot of our problems are self-inflicted, and again, that's because of poor, uh, poor financial literacy. And that's definitely from just poor health and wellness because if you even look at why COVID 19 or how COVID 19 was so impactful on the country because a majority of the country is internally ill and they don't know it right most people in this country are dealing with some kind of pre-existing condition and they don't know it right you got folks with hyper blood high blood pressure hypertension um diabetes uh, whatever kind of inflammation you're dealing in your body because you don't eat right, like you're eating plastic fake food, you're not eating real food, you're not getting enough water, you're not getting enough sleep. Um, and these are things that you actually can control. And I think a lot of that, um, we just weren't prepared for that. We weren't prepared for, we weren't prepared for COVID-19 mentally, we weren't prepared physically, and we definitely were not prepared spiritually because that's the, the this is immediately what you see when you're not prepared or underprepared right you see panic you see stress you see all of these other things confusion and, and what that does is that lowers confusion. your immune your immunity that lowers your body's ability to fight off any kind of sickness illness or disease therefore you now you're more susceptible to getting this infection and or, or this disease and that's the thing and that's what i'm saying about the situation man it is all connected and, and the fact that people haven't been able to kind of take themselves unplug themselves from the matrix so to speak to just collect their thoughts and get their thoughts together and just say okay Let me write this down. And sometimes I do this. This is just a practice of my own. Sometimes I literally sit down with the old school paper and pad and I literally write out what I have control over and what I do not have control over. And that's what I said, going back to the starting board. I don't know why we haven't done that as a country. And looking at the fact of the things that we have control over as a country. Now, what the Fed can do and what the government can do, they can say, you know what? To all these banks that are about to go under, Go ahead and reset your loans. Whatever loans you have with these people, whatever you whatever they haven't been able to pay, wipe that clean. Cause you're not getting that back. You're not getting it back because they not got they don't have it to give, and you don't have it to give. To be honest. So we'll, we'll we'll cut that out. And then whatever this god awful uh, rate true. that you breaking these people across the cold with, we're gonna set that at a standard two point five to three percent. And then actually put. I would say, and what I told you this, I said we could increase everybody's credit rate instead of starting them from zero. Everybody's credit rating. If you don't have a 750, you now raise up to a 750, and if you have a 750 and above, you go automatically to 850. Now the 850 is that A11 credit. That's that that AAA credit, right? I don't think you can get higher than an 850. I could be wrong. Well, let me tell you this.
1: The challenge there is that Correct. America is built. America is a corporation, right? So we know America is a corporation. So this country is built for corporations only. It's not built for the average individual. So unless you have a corporation, and especially if you have a corporation that's a business that employs five hundred people or more, that those are the um, those are the the corporations. And the companies I, I, that are going to get bailed out I hear you and th- those are
0: hold on let me refute and, they, and wait, I'm going to tell you I'm gonna why let you, I'm gonna let you finish. those are the companies but here's, why, here's why, here's why <laughs> I hear you and I definitely understand the philosophy and the principle but here's why it doesn't work because at the end of the day what you're talking about America as a corporation America as a corporation is no better than the game Monopoly right you remember the board game Monopoly right and the reason why I say this no better than the board game Monopoly. That's true. In all matter of the word, at the end of the day, it's just the game, but it's useless if you don't have the players to play the game. Right? So when you when you when you get you go you gotta go get the game out that's, the corner, off the shelf, huge. put it on the floor, open the box, and everybody gets the same amount of money when you start the game. Because that's how you start the game, right? So that's all I'm saying that that that's again that's a very simple
1: Absolutely.
0: universal principle everybody we, we just have to reset the game and to reset the game everybody gets a fair amount now we already know here's why I know that would work here's why I know my philosophy will work you want to know why because you still have more than 70 to 80% of the populace who don't understand how to use money so they're really going to take the money and dump it right back into the market.
1: Right, and then also too, um, absolutely. You know, but guess what, reset, what? Though, we, listen. Here's
0: where we forgot. Here's right? what we
1: forgot.
0: <laughs> it, it is perfectly fine because it's survival, of which the finish, which is like perfectly we fine. We're animals too. When we sit around and watch nature and all this stuff on TV, listen. You see when Not the true. gazelles is running away from the lion, right? Like they got some a couple weaklings, and I love it because the, the gazelles always do a little joke stuff, right? They tell everybody, "All right, we're gonna pump fake right." But see, John you know, got a bump mm-hmm. leg. John don't know they're gonna pump fake right and then go back left. <laughs> so they finna hit him with a Euro step. So John only, you know, he got that bad wheel. Mm-hmm. So he only can he go hard, right? <laughs> like he, go, he go hard to the right. He don't have no bounce back to get back to the left, right? But see, here's what we do to your same point in this country. What we don't do, and we know this, again, I keep using the terminology of universal principles because what happens to the least of these, what happens to the least of us happens to most of us, if not all of us. And right now, if you don't understand what I'm saying, on all matters of the word, again, spiritually, physically, mentally, we are seeing this happen because COVID-19 don't give a damn how much money you got in the bank. It don't give a damn what's your nationality or your ethnicity or your orientation it doesn't it don't give a damn if you're in california or new york new jersey it don't care about a market crash it's gonna crash it don't care about a market crash either (laughs) it's gonna crash your market right (laughs) and this is what i'm saying about the people because even (laughs) with this going on you still have a number of people out there living reckless Right. You still have a number of people out here not regarding all the advisory seat. And again, I'm not getting worked up in the sense that I'm scared about this thing, because, again, if I get it, there's nothing I can do anyway, because my body has to be strong enough to fight it off. So the only thing I can do in this moment is what to prepare my mind, body and soul just in case not go out here and live for flagrant. Right. Not go out here and put myself at risk, but do what I got to do what what Hogan say right i got to say my prayers eat my vitamins and, and believe exactly. in the power of myself cuz i can't believe in the power of Hulkamania. he's a racist bum but you know that's beside the point <laughs> but you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying right like it, it's like when you sit down and you literally write out what you can't control yeah, absolutely. what that what that does on a metaphysical level it actually starts to show you on a physical level what you have control over now you are in charge you know what to do and as you and i both know because we kind of old school we grew up with gi joe right and they say what knowing is half the battle this is I, i heard somebody say today man and it almost knocked me out my chair they said see you only have the option to believe something when you don't know something you feel what i'm saying so yep, people talk about absolutely the, 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 the power of belief, but G.I. Joe that's didn't say believing is half the battle. They said knowing is half the battle. And I quickly found out, okay, well, if knowing is half the battle, what's the other half? Doing. It's very simple. So when you sit down and write this plan out and you get half of the battle, absolutely. right? Because now you know and, 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 what you have control over. It's very simple for you to go out and do.
1: And, and, and to your point... You know, what we're experiencing now is that economy, the market's crashing, unemployment at an all-time high. Um, we're actually seeing, um, you know, corporate debts and, and these huge companies kind of fall by the wayside. We see the Fed just printing money out of Facts. nothing. This should be a great time. This is a great learning experience. Right. This is, this is even, you know, jumping in the stock market isn't even smart at this present time because there's still a lot more correction that needs to be made um that you know that emergency action is, is taking place right now, right? That everyone just needs to kind of sit back and observe um to take as as lessons on on how they can pretty much be better. Um or uh be better uh but you know what I think it. you know what I think is really right? more about knowing to take action. Um, I really
0: think it's more about people need to get back in their lane. You see what I'm saying? I, I know I'm not a financial guru. I know I'm not a financial Absolutely. genius. So I don't I agree. play with Absolutely. that kind of stuff. I have a person that manages my portfolio. It's a very small portfolio. Nothing to brag about, but you know, something to take care of me at the point of when when it's time for me to retire and stuff like that and hopefully you know, to the best of my ability, or what I can not control, if inflation doesn't eat me alive, right? That's a, and that's something else that people that don't, don't even like. If if our if the market is taking our head off as it currently is right now, people don't even know the silent killer is inflation. And I had to explain this. To, I had to explain that to some somebody. It, it's it's the inflation because they'll say, the, you know, think the about the, it. Twenty the, years ago, if, if if somebody told you twenty years ago. If somebody told you they had $200,000, $250,000 in savings, you would say, wow, that's a lot of money. Because it would have been a lot of money 20 years ago. You you could retire on that because that money is going to make money for you. Mm-hmm. Over the over, Hopefully at that point in time, you don't have a lot of debt to your point. Absolutely. Right? You don't have a lot of credit card debt. The house is paid off. The car is paid off. And you have a reliable car. Kids are going off to college and school and they're making money. So really, all you need to do is maintain what you got if not decrease right like that's where a lot of you know snowbirds actually sell their homes and, and retire in florida where there's no state tax and they downgrade from a house to an apartment right you got to make some changes you got to adjust how you live it, exactly right so but folks didn't equate for inflation absolutely so that two, that 250 ain't 250 no more it's probably what more like 170 i mean you gotta maybe 80, just- 80, 160.
1: I'll give you a better a better money. Two thousand in your two thousand. That same hundred dollars that you had in your pocket in two thousand in two thousand twenty, it's a hundred and fifty dollars worth of buying power. So what you had, what <laughs> so the buying power that you had with that hundred dollar bill in your pocket in two thousand,
0: but that increased by 50 dollars
1: worth though. of buying power. So.
0: That's a good thing. That's, that's it what it sounds
1: like. It increased by $50. So, with no, that, that's a bad thing because now, um, with inflation, that same, that's, let's just simplify it down to a gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. A gallon of milk in 2000 might have been uh, $1.50, $2. Right? That gallon of milk now is $6, $7. So, either your buying power oh, increases. I got you i got you even inflation. though the
0: dollar went up inflation made right the price of the milk rise <laughs> with the value of the dollar got you
1: exactly so not only did it make not only did it make the price of the, the price milk go up, gas. it made the price of exporting and importing that milk go up it made the it plastic to make of the cars the being oh, okay. transported i see what you're saying plastic and then, and then the factory worker that works yeah, at the milk plant he has gotta to get a health care plan, he plan and plan. he got to get a retirement plan and he got
0: to get a 401k. And so when yeah. And he got to buy that milk. He, yeah, there you go.
1: And he got to buy that milk that he just packed. <laughs> so, so, you know, and, and that's, and, you know, as inflation increases, it makes it more challenging yeah. to do when wages aren't increasing so and and so when you have a catalyst of wages wages not increasing the fed printing out more money which is devaluing the dollar when you have other countries selling off the dollar like uh, china selling off uh, treasury notes you have japan russia um all these countries new zealand selling off the dollar that's driving the value of the dollar down as well which in turn means that you have to make more money to buy that same gallon of milk. So instead of you working, having to work 40 hours a week, now you might have to work an extra five hours. A week. Now you might have to work an extra 10 hours a week just so that you could buy the same amount, that same uh, gallon of milk, because now the value of your dollar is less. Yeah. So and and that's what we see. That's just think, get, think about just that. That's what five. we
0: see. Like, if you, so, I, I remember in my lifetime, a household, a household, could
1: run on one salary. Absolutely. And I mean, there was a point in time, we all know, you know, our parents, our grandparents, their homes were $9,000. You know, their homes were $10,000 for their homes. Now, I live in California. California, the average home here is $700,000 in Southern California. So... But wages haven't gone up, right? Inflation has gone up. The cost of living um, products and goods have gone up. Um, Living expenses have gone up. But wages haven't increased, right? So what the the post office man was making in the 70s and 80s, he's still making today. Um, You know what I mean? So there's so many different variables um, that equate to, like I said, where we are now, where we were back in 2008. Um, and it really is, it boils down the pressure. And and really when I say the pressure, I mean the pressure from the top. So when you have consumers who carry this debt, such as like we said it before, the car loans, the mortgages, the student loan, um, the credit card bills that they have, um, really what that is, is that's pressure coming from the banking system, coming from these financial institutions that are giving these people all of this this um, yeah this that's really
0: that's really what it is In I order river, really just to you live know, the old saying right like you feel like right. you gotta rob Peter to pay Paul and then you
1: and the reason the reason that, and the reason that's the case is because inflation yeah. is one of those major is one of those major reasons why that's the case is because like I said that same buying power that you may have had 10 20 30 years ago you don't have now. And that's because the cost of living is more. So if wages don't increase, where are you gonna get that money? You're gonna get that money from taking out a loan. You're gonna get that money from you you're gonna get that money to cover your yeah. living expenses in today's society from money that you physically don't have. And usually All right, man. Well listen, I feel like we've given
0: this a lot of, of of discussion points on basically like <laughs> what's going on. Let's, let's, let's change pivots really quickly. And I want to spend probably the next 20 to 30 minutes talking about what the people can do, like solutions or thought process, you know, what's the thought process on to, to brace themselves for what's about to, what's about to pop off.
1: Right. Absolutely. So one, one of the major things that people can do is, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's many, um, you know, Truth. as Truth. of recent, we've had what's called a gig economy, right? So you had a Truth. lot of uh, you had a lot of individuals that may have had side hustles. Airbnb, call it, whether it was Uber, uh, whether it Postmates, was Postmates, um, yep, stuff like you know, that, Postmates, um, Airbnb, exactly. So, exactly, exactly. So now, you know, the economy was always recession proof, but we've never been a- academic proof. Right. So you have to figure out ways to generate income. And let's
0: pause right there for a second. Let's pause uh, right there where, for a second. Because here's another um, message, right? Here's another universal message, right? Here's another universal principle that I want to stop and talk about just for a quick second. And in the game of life, right? Like I always, I even podcast about that one time, right? You too could be a winner at the game of life. That's that's the one thing that always turns my mindset around if I start down a negative path I immediately always know right if someone's losing that means someone's winning and if someone's winning that means someone's losing and really all you have to do again is sometimes you got to step out of the matrix to see the matrix right and and take a minute to just gather your thoughts and say okay obviously what I'm doing right now or what I've been doing is not working and it probably hasn't worked for a while so And i feel this to my core i really do i remember there's something in the bible where it says your gifts make room for you and not only does your gift make room for you but also puts you in the presence of great people or in the bible it says great men but we know that to be mean people and what i mean by that is you everyone has a natural gift and or talent and that natural gift and or talent is always tied directly to your ability to make money, absolutely, and yes, and that's so one that's one. Any, and each that and every
1: individual actually. has that in them, right? So, you know, and and to go back to your point, you know, when it comes to, um, mm-hmm. you know, how to um, solve um, this problem from an individual perspective and generate income for yourself, um, you know, one of the goals would be. Look at like I said, this is a learning experience, right? So what you can do is you can look at the industries that are currently failing, and you can look at the industries that are failing or having a hard time, and you can strategically look at maybe some of their their the underlining businesses or the sub businesses mm-hmm. that maybe serve them that are having a hard time that could be failing, right? But you know that there are certain uh, or or um, even man, this is this has come um, this has come to pass with the whole. Um, this is a great learning experience from the whole essential and non-essential businesses this is a blueprint because now you know in the event that
0: there's a... oh something's coming coming. I mean I don't think this is it right because we we haven't dealt with global warming we have not dealt with climate change and we don't know what we're about to wake up in that ice
1: but look at the learning but look at exactly so if you look at the learning experience that we're having today Right, based on where you could potentially have a business in the next five years, you can easily look at essential businesses because those are the ones that were able to stand through anything, Mm -hmm. recession. They were able to stand through a a pandemic. (laughs) True. True. Who knew toilet paper? Right. You got toilet Toilet
0: paper, masks, (laughs) gloves. That's an essential. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Medical supplies. That that that's an essential. So it would it would behoove you if if you're affected by, let's say, unemployment at this point, you know, um, let's say, um, you know, if your job is having cutbacks or let's just say you want to you're not affected in that way. or let's just say you want to make some extra income or you want to start from an entrepreneurial perspective. um, It would behoove you to get into uh, an industry that is an essential industry.
0: Yeah, and the reason, and, and I and don't know how people is
1: because we see where we are now, and we and we know that if this were to happen again in the next five years, that uh, if you started a business that's a non-essential business, and something like this were to pop up again here um, in the next couple of years, that you would be shut down and have to start off over. So, um, like I said, this is a great learning experience for all of us. Um, moving forward. To whether it's investing in essential businesses, whether it's starting an essential business, um, whether it's grouping maybe with some of your friends, um, you guys putting money together to create an essential business, now, now your, your playbook has longevity. Because you know if anything happens, you guys are good no matter what. And you can take care of yourself, you can take care of your family, you'll never have to worry about the government telling you to shut down your business um, because you're not essential never have to worry about not being able to make payments or or uh, cover your monthly expenses because you're not in a central business so this the, is the funny thing, a thing a is if you think about these these industries
0: that are kind of interwoven together right like so let's take restaurants right restaurants grocery stores liquor stores you can go to the restaurant to get food sure. and get drinks right but a restaurant Obviously is non-essential because I don't need anyone to cook my food for me But the grocery store is essential because I need access to food and water and obviously for some god-awful reason The liquor store is essential because I'm telling you right now liquor stores have been Off the chain since this popped off like I, I know that guns gun <laughs> and guns and ammo has gone through the roof yeah unfortunately, to your point that, toilet that, paper has gone through the roof um and liquor liquor sales have gone through the roof and obviously another client of mine is um a yep. streaming tv service and i actually work on a platform that offers both two um local public uh televisions streaming service and um what they call um ott over the top so these services have gone through the roof right because people have the time on their hands and that's something that you and i were talking about as a friend of mine bridget Go coach have, uh did a, a a video about not too long ago where she was talking about at one point in time just think about this you know probably about a month two months ago we were tying poor like we had a bunch we didn't have any time We were strapped, right? You had to get up and get out the house, get to work, go to work, do your thing, eat lunch, come back from lunch, do work, get home. You got to, if you got kids or a family, you got to do all of that stuff. You barely had time to invest in yourself at all. And most people have been living, you know, stretched that spread that thin for a very long time. Now you, now you, we're at a point where we're time rich. We have a ton of time on our hands, right? Like, so again, If we can't economically hit the reset button, you should be able to hit the reset button on your life and reorganize your life and reprioritize your life to your point. And then to your point, you know, kind of interweave some type of essential revenue streams. And what I like about revenue streams, Julian, and and talk a little bit about this for me. What I like about them, they don't, people always think the shit has to be a home run. It doesn't have to be a home run. I, I I learned that I learned that principle through my own <laughs> failures. I Absolutely. was like, dude, stop trying to. Every time you at bat, you don't have to hit a home run. Sometimes you just gotta bunt the ball to get your ass on base, and then you know let the heavy hitter worry about the home run, right? Surround yourself with a team full of big bats and heavy hitters. So if I can't get it over the over That's- the fence, you know what, dude, just get on base. You know.
1: absolutely and you know i mean there's and you know i mean there's so much on uh, just to unpack but just in where we are now right and today with,
0: absolutely to that's why i'm glad i work in it <laughs> i'm work, i work in it and i work with it and, it and, it, it, and I'm, I'm not changing
1: exactly so um you know with the resources that we have when it comes to data when it comes to technology um when it comes just to just on a quick just uh, on a research, quick tip right that too um, I don't you know what we have cuz it just test. really hit me a um,
0: so for those who don't know i work in sem also known as search engine marketing and i've been doing this for quite some time got my start in this in 2009 do you know um, when i did lose my cause most people who follow the podcast know i lost my job and oh, i lost my job with Cox Media in 2017, and I walked off my job uh, from 360i in, in 2018. And I was able to float myself. And I, again, I wasn't doing big numbers, but I was able to float myself because I, my, my skill set was transferable. And I was able to take my skill set to building small to medium search campaigns for clients who needed the service done. Again, these are people that you probably service, like small to medium businesses, guys who can't afford a big agency to run their search. Um, and it, the funny thing is, obviously, I'm with a major company, if not one of the most major companies in the world doing the same thing uh, because universal principles transfer and translate. Uh, the funny thing is someone reached out to me the other day and asked me, was I still building small search campaigns for people? And they were like, yeah, you know, we'll shoot you a couple hundred bucks for it. And I thought that, that was crazy to me. That was crazy to me because that that, that 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 that's correct correct and i want
1: and, and that's I because the in the marketplace the, market the,
0: the, the never um what do i want to call it the compound interest right the availability of you to create and promote the value that you bring to the marketplace
1: yeah absolutely you know um the value mm-hmm. that we all have, especially when it comes to um, any skilled asset that we're able to like that that's transferable, you can take that anywhere. Correct. And, and, and then secondly, you don't have to be relying upon someone else to pay you your value. Your value is already determined by the marketplace. So there's gonna be enough people within the marketplace to search for you because you are the asset, Um. So you, right. so your value, um, it never dissipates, right? And then, when once you realize that, you can just, you know, there's so many ways to market yourself, to promote yourself, to let everybody in, in the marketplace know that you are the expert. Um, and then, really, all it takes is one. So once one individual uh, is able to benefit from the services, then usually it's like wildfire, right? And then they. You know that that catches on where they just constantly refer you right. to other individuals within that marketplace who they may be connected to who needs your service. Right. So that's huge. Um, but like I said, in regards to in regards to what we could do now, more or less the solution that uh, we have, I think one of the best things to do, or um, is attach yourselves to industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, that's um, in the essentials list um and then also too um i think one of the other things that a lot of people are doing Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. that you don't hear um often is white labeling right so you know i think one of the a great a great uh, i think option to do nowadays just because we have the technology because technology is so advanced um especially where we are right that means the cost um a lot of these technologies now aren't where they were um, 20, 10, 15 years ago, right? So if you want to create a product, if you want to create a service, um, now it's affordable versus trying to create that same service or product or white labeling that same service or product 15 years ago may have, would have cost you 100000 now may even cost you 5000 because of um, the benefit of technology expanding, right? So I think one of the best things to do right now is kind of pair... Uh, maybe an essential business or an essential product, um, maybe to um, with a white labeling uh, idea that you may have. White labeling is great because all you really have to do is create a business name, um, create an entity, do that part of the infrastructure, set up your legal. Um, But then the other half uh, of the white labeling is there's an an entire company that uh, facilitates um, the actual product or the service for you. And uh, and all you do from the white labeling, uh, when you pair it, um, is just have your branding. And then now you can go out, go ahead and compete in the same marketplace. Maybe you can cut your prices to kind of get in and bring some customers. Um, but I think that that's a great uh, kind of way moving forward. It's just another tip to kind of help entrepreneurs who may have been affected by maybe loss of income or loss of job, um, Yeah, absolutely. And Um, that's funny because I'm very familiar with
0: white labeling with what I do (laughs) for a living because that's absolutely what I what I would do when people would come to me, even small marketing agencies would come to me and I would build the campaigns for them and hand them over um, with a small management fee and I would do all the work. But of course, the agency was the face to the actual client, not me.
1: right yeah so instead of you actually so you know that the reason why that's so powerful is because now you don't have to worry about you know creating the actual product yourself you don't have to worry about you know that huge right. part of the investment of um, you know creating a manufacturing company a hiring staff <laughs> you know employees and, and warehouse workers and so forth um, you know the manufacturing company that would be the white labeling for you handles all that so all you have to do is just create an idea um, like I said, I think if you pair that with an essential business, it can be something as simple as toilet paper, toothpaste, it could be toothbrushes, anything. Um, but I think that that will kind of scare you off uh, a lot better um, than, let's say, maybe starting um, a bowling alley or a pool hall. <laughs> you know, something that is not essential um, that
0: could. Yeah, I think you, one um, thing that a lot um, of like people saying, do is they think like this, right? that. Um... Again I think they think that the small business Idea Always has to be a home run And Well yeah I mean yeah and I'm not to say That it's not a home run right that's not Just gotta try that's that's not what I'm saying I would even say Most of the stuff that you get as an idea You should try it Right, because that to me is just again another basic principle of learning. Right, like you don't have to believe that this is going to work because I know it will work or I know it doesn't work. So e- even even then, right in there, that you know, as Jay Z once said, even if I lose, I learn, so that evens it up. Like I don't have to worry about believing in that. And I think here, and I'm gonna just say this, even from an ethnic an ethnicity standpoint i think that's why a lot of black people still working in the rears because we have too many beliefs and not enough knowledge
1: yeah you know and that's a part of the system so you know that that's again that's pressure from the top so you know that's you know that's um that's that's Mm us being taken away. So from, so basically uh, our this naturalness. Is like Indiana Jones, they got to put us, put oh, us all uh, back. <laughs> You know, like I said, to me <laughs> Or
0: or 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 most people believe that no, we are indigenous to this land. Right.
1: <laughs> absolutely. But you know, I think to second it your point. Is powerful. Um belief is powerful, right? Hope is powerful. And me and you, um, we come from more a, religious um, and spiritual, or less a, a spiritual background uh, in the church. I would say, more um, religious, exactly. Um, and I think now, between hope, faith, and belief, is going to be tested now more than anything before ever in our lives, um, because not only have we never experienced anything True. like this, but the country has never experienced anything like this. So this is the first art, you know, this this kind of generation, you know, people that are currently experiencing this now, all the beliefs that they have, all the hope that they have, all the faith in certain things that they have, Facts. It's, it's all appearing if it's real or not now. <laughs> so the power that individually um, we should be able to draw from this uh, should be definitely uh, help us in moving forward and making the right absolutely I and I, I couldn't that, or wouldn't say that better
0: I, I would absolutely say again um, as the good book says right faith without works is dead and that's a very easy one to understand to me because I think if you have faith you don't have to have hope and I'm not saying hope is a bad thing I think hope is all you have I think hope is the only thing that you would have even when you run out of faith right um, but what I'm saying is and why I say that With hope and That's faith it. Should come Action and perseverance Right Take hope and faith Absolutely. for these very They're very passive things, Right Like to your same point Faith you really You really don't have to exercise That although it, Universally speaking you should exercise it right and the only way to me and I said this with Blanche the other day the only way that you know you have faith is if you put it to test right right That can, and that's actually how the Bible tells you how you convert faith into information because now you know and then once you know you Absolutely. put that to use and now that becomes wisdom and as we all know wisdom is the principal thing right and that's how we walk away through life with understanding because and we talked about this we talked about game right you grew up in new jersey i grew up in sanford we grew up around what we would call ogs right and the og basically was you know what people call affectionately the old head like the og the guy who's been on the block the guy who's been around the block the person who know what's going on should have been called the wise one right because oh yeah og or old head can kind of have a negative when they should have been called when they should have been but, called
1: when they should have been called right the wise so you're one.
0: absolutely right og should have been given a little bit more reverence a little bit more respect because honestly truth because this is what i was telling blanchard that scares me if one thing that does scare me about this about COVID, right is <laughs> it's, it's veracity to attack the older people right that's the brain trust that's the game right there. You, you wipe them out, we truly finish. Mm-hmm. You ever been around a situation? I know in my lifetime, I've seen right. this with my own grandparents. When the patriarch of the family or the matriarch of the family Absolutely. dies, that's a hard loss to make up. And most instances, it can never be made up. You're absolutely right. Until, yeah, because and, and, this is where and I'm and going with this. most instances, it can never be See, made up. See, the matriarch and the person. patriarch of the family, they knew. And this is where the term game recognized game. They knew. So they would take time out to download certain things to certain people in the family. They spend a little extra time with this one. And you, and you strike me as one of the ones that the OGs and the family spent a right. little extra time with. You know, I know I was one of the OGs in my family Absolutely. that the elder statesmen and stateswomen spent some extra time with. I obviously, I grew up with my paternal grandparents, uh, Mr. James Arthur Bradshaw, Miss Osteen Bradshaw, Sanford, Florida in the house, stand up. But these folks downloaded tremendous amounts of game to me to the point where... As my peers affectionately would call me, Papa, Pop Pop, <laughs> old man. Um, and I remember being out one day, and this is a true story. We all out, we, we young men, mm-hmm. and I, I can't remember what the situation was, but I felt like we was in a precarious situation, and one of the dudes in the crew, guy by the name of Tim, but we affectionately, aka, we call him Buster Tim buster tim looked at me and he said man what we gonna do and i'm looking at this dude i'm like why you asking me tim looked me dead in my eyes man and tim said because you are a leader i was like it bro i mean dude do you understand that man said that to me over 30 some odd years ago and that still still Mm -hmm. impacts me to this day
1: Yeah, I mean it is that's facts, um facts. that's used, right because you know what was bestowed upon you was truth. You know, and and life's truth and life truth. right? So um you know that's why like you know those truths that you hold uh and that anybody else who was able to kind of benefit facts, from facts. um that guidance uh even today um there's so much clarity and truth, right? Because you you can you can just simply disregard the BS as, as soon as you see it in your in your peripheral. Right? Yeah. So, I, I think now even more than ever, truth. Everything that's a, going and in truth. this whirlwind <laughs> that we're currently living in now. now all of the, all we're able to see the BS now. Even our, even our faith and our hope and our belief systems and in the, in the pre-existing and in in on all the. the all the programs that were that were in our minds. All that stuff is now it's 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 all coming out. So now we, we can see what's real. We can see what's truth and what's not truth now. Right? Yeah. From the experiences of failure, from the experience of growth, from the experience of trying. Right? So um yeah man, I think the best thing to do, like I said, just moving forward is just kinda just continue for all of us to just learn take this as a learning experience beginning we should all gain more clarity from this definitely Um, and uh, not only for ourselves but for our families man that's the most important part you know there's a lot of people right now who are passing away who aren't able to see their family members when they pass through this COVID situation Um, you know so like I said just making ourselves and our situation for ourselves better or internal for our family is even more important. You know, you know, a lot of the programs that we had, um, some of the yeah. misconceptions or loop systems, you know, all that stuff now is it's coming. Yeah. It's all coming it's all unfolding. So um, you know, we, it's easy for us now to start start getting rid of a lot of that stuff. We know a lot of that stuff yeah. now. Just based on like I said, the world that we're in that we currently are it's not true. Um, so that should that should kind of allow us to, to free up some space in, in our mind. No, we will we will be um, okay. And I and you know, said that. And I said it.
0: People, yeah, so, people keep saying yeah, that the world you know, is I mean, ending. Overall, I say, no, I we, we might we'll be okay. ending, but the world, will you fine. like, it's just um, gonna be here. Like, we we may be dead yeah. and gone,
1: and we'll be more than okay. Yeah, it is. But, and, and to, and to your and, and exactly to your point. That's a that's a misconception. <laughs> you know, to, when hard times come, to say that the world is ending is that now that could yeah be, that could yeah. potentially be one of the misconceptions that now you're able to clear from your I like that from your body from your, like body, your, from soul your spirit. Break, from man, your soul. I'm gonna
0: tell you, but here, here's the Give thing: your is soul they say, break. Tough times Give your say a you tough
1: time. Don't your break. Deal.
0: When you go through the fire, right? And I even said this. I, I, I put this on IG a couple weeks, uh, probably uh, maybe like a month or so ago. I said, "Don't, don't buckle when you have to face the fiery furnace. Under walk into it because you know the hotter the fire, the pure the gold." Like you, man. My dad said something that Blanchard called it out on the on the on the Two Kings podcast. And and again, again, I, I grew up around the OG just like you did. My, and my dad spoke in quick quote and rhyme as well obviously and he used to have this one say st- uh statement that would always make me chuckle right he would t- tell folks right like you know people start trying to tell you what they got how much knowledge information what their cert- you know certifications are whatever and he would be like man you could have more degrees than at the mama they don't mean
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> and i think that's what happens right people get caught up in the stuff that doesn't matter people get caught up in the certification and the degrees but don't have (laughs) the knowledge the information and more importantly they don't have the wisdom and when you don't have the knowledge and the wisdom on how to navigate these types of situations you're going to fold you're going to buckle because you're going to run out of faith you're going to run out of hope and you're going to run out of beliefs right because these are things that they don't do And, and why i'm saying what i'm saying is because people put way more stock on the external things and not enough stock on the internal things Right. Faith is important. Belief. Having a belief in something is important and definitely having hope is important. But you can't bank on that. It's like when you go when you go and play a sport, having talent isn't enough because everybody in the sport has talent. You have to convert the talent into skill. And that's what I'm saying to all my brothers and sisters right now. We have to convert our talents into skills. We actually have to turn and convert our gifts into business. Now, I, the reason why I'm not saying that in the, in like a profit margin type of way is because sometimes our gifts are our true passions. And once we try to commoditize these things, we ruin them because we make it more about the money than the true essence of the joy that we get from utilizing the gift. The reason why I like doing these podcasts, man, and, and I don't get paid to do it, but the reason why I love doing it because I love connecting with my brothers and sisters i love the communication i love the conversations to me it's a sharpening session just how we started a podcast talking about how iron sharpens iron right so the things that i'm practicing and the things that you're practicing that we can share with the folks on the airwaves and that they can hit replay and play over and over and over again and we this is the thing and i said this to my pod sister mika joy the Voice Behind the Truth on Truth Moment podcast. I said, do you know? Because in the middle of us having a podcast, I it hit me, bro. It literally hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, you know, this is legacy building right here. Because the podcast is going to be out there long after I'm dead and gone. Absolutely. And people are afraid to talk about that, right? Like our physical bodies have an expiration date. Absolutely. I don't care how good you take care of it. You're going to have to return it back to the lot one day. Right, absolutely. (laughs) You're going to have to hand them people your keys, (laughs) get out the car, and go on about your business, right? (laughs) So what are we doing while we're here?
1: And I think one of the fundamental Mm -hmm.
0: things that we often overlook is even what you just said about how we need to, you know, connect and cherish our families now. If we don't understand how prevalent that is right now, I don't think we would ever get it. But getting back to the root, getting back to the source, you know, making sure that we're connected with each other and making sure that we're connecting with ourselves and make sure that we're connecting with God in the, in this moment. Right. Like th- this is the thing. And this is why I don't hear fear or fret in your voice or anxiety in your voice. And I know you don't hear it in mine because I'm not. I mean, because I literally know whatever's going on out there ain't got nothing to do with what's going on in here.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, especially, you know, regarding us as a people, man, I think it's important. um, Truth. You know, that there's been a veil over our eyes for so long of what we couldn't do, you know, um, of what we told we couldn't do. um, Opportunities that were taken away from us for so long. Um, I mean, we we know, we know where that comes from, right? So now, um, I think now more than yeah,
0: ever. I like that.
1: Um, through this detoxing. That the don't um you know, creates more opportunities for us to now, like I said, create some uh, some opportunities for ourselves and for our families. So uh yeah, I think we're we're gonna everyone's gonna definitely be in a better position, I think, after all this is said and done. But I think what I would urge people to do, especially our people, is to not look at these, um, these government no. checks as a as a benefit uh, or some type of and uh, it's more so for them it's not even it's for not. you really it's
0: more so for them um, what I would <laughs> yeah it,
1: exactly so exact most important thing okay you know if, if it comes to that and that's what you need um, you know for the time being that's great Truth. but still focus on you know your god-given Truth. talent. Your skills and focus on creating, because once you create, and you know now you're creating value again back to the marketplace, and you'll always be needed. And You won't have to rely uh, on anyone or anybody to provide for yourself and your family. So, you know, I think that's also, you know, definitely something that's important that needs to be said. That, you know, because they're going to keep they're going to keep trying to pacify people, so that there is no yeah. social unrest. So people don't go crazy, uh, and you know, through this time, it's more important to, you know, not take the pacifier. Yeah, I trading. mean, to me, that's the most so like valuable say, resource. Now we have the time.
0: In the universe, it's time. I, I you know, I, 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 I literally seen a millionaire die, and I guarantee you, he would have traded it all for more time he would he would have traded all for more time and i think the ones that are still here is you and i were just talking about us knowing each other 15 years where did the time go you see and the first thing you would say when you're having this kind of conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. is what like my man denzel said on man on fire i wish we had more time (laughs) right now everybody literally got their wish you have <laughs> to that same point <laughs> turn off netflix turn off the tv uh turn off tiktok sit down and and, and really really Absolutely. work on the plan of or work on the craft Absolutely. that that you know god gave you that that dream that vision that hope that ability to do this thing and as we all know you know this too shall pass, right? COVID's gonna pass. And I and I wanna leave this as a parting shot to all the listeners out there in the podcast world. Um, anybody listening to In My Mind, everybody knows Chris right now. For this moment, focus on yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're feeling nervous, scared, anxious about this, sit back and know that if you're listening to this podcast right now in this moment, You've already survived 100% of your worst days. QOTP. Again, thank you for tuning in to the 60th episode of In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed our special guest, Mr. Guru himself. And I hope you are able to walk away from this podcast with some understanding of what you are in control of. I hope you walk away from this particular podcast feeling much better about your position in the world right now. And what I want to leave you with for this quote of the podcast is something that my aunt always says to me. And it makes me chuckle and laugh when she says it, but I really like it. And actually, the quote of the podcast is the title of the podcast at a time such as this. And the reason why I like that, because usually in life, we're either fixated or focused on the past, which we cannot change. And we are if we're not fixated or focused on the past, we're fixated or focused on the future. Which we try our best to predict. But what you do today determines what you can do in the future. And I want you to focus on what's going on in the world right now. At a time such as this. You really need to focus on what you have control over. And I gave some advice on what I do when I get rattled. When I become anxious and nervous. I try my my best to sit down and write out. The things that I actually have control over, and sometimes I write out the things that I don't have control over so I can plainly see where I can influence what's going on in my world and in my environment or even with me personally. And then the things that I can't control, I try my best to, you know, mitigate those things or don't even focus on them and have them somewhere where I could like either have it in my phone or have it on my fridge or something where I could quickly look at that list to say, okay, that stuff, either A, if I can worry about it or I need to worry about it, what can I do about it? If I can't do anything about it, I really need to push that out of the way. And again... I really appreciate everybody that has taken their time, their precious time, to press play and tune into my podcast. Everybody knows Chris because, in my mind, you all are supremely special. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with me on this journey for pressing play for listening to what i gotta say listening to what julian has to say listening to what blanchard has to say listening to what mika has to say these are some very phenomenal people very special people Um, And they're special to me So I hope they are all very special to you as well I'd love to hear from you So if you want to send me a quick message I'd love to plug that into the podcast If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast Just hit me up You can find me at at C Will Holler on IG Or send me a message through Anchor You know Because, you know, we're in this thing together So I hope, I hope and I pray That all is well in your world Thank you for joining me for the 60th episode of In My Mind Everybody Knows Chris. Please take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, and hopefully, we'll be back with season three soon come (laughs) of In My Mind Everybody Knows Chris. Thank you.